It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's right. It's your NBA Daily Assist here on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. NBA Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. The cold weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready? Lee's Heating and Air is now offering their winter furnace checkup for only 59 bucks. Call Lee's Heating and Air today at 801-747-LEES or online at leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Get an iPhone 11 on us when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease and eligible trade. In through December 5th, visit the Sprint store nearest you. From the Bleacher Report, he is Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. Happy Friday. How are you? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, Howard. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yours? Oh, yeah. Awesome. We, were, we ate too much. There's a shock. Yeah, right. But other than that, uh, yeah, we had a terrific what, time. What's your go, go-to go Thanksgiving food, Howard? Oh, man. I, I was like, like top of the like Thanksgiving power rankings. Indeed. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, you know, like sweet potato, yam, whatever. If you do like the, the, like the really good version of that with like the marshmallows baked on top and all melty, whatever, like that's, that's, that's a good stuff. And like a really good, uh, like homemade cranberry sauce. And we had, had both of those last night at a friend's house, uh, who they put us up, uh, for the evening, took us in since our families are nowhere near us here. And, uh, both of those dishes were stellar last night. And my wife made a killer cherry pie. So it was, oh, uh, oh. a good night. That sounds good. We do one other question, real quick. Uh, it's good to have friends like that. When you're f- away from family, do you does that tug at you a little bit? Even though Howard, you've been you've been around all kinds of different places. You know, um, it's it's tough because our you know my family, and my wife's family are both back in California, so we've been just, you know trying to squeeze in a Thanksgiving trip in the middle of the NBA season, and plus yeah. my you know our daughters in school and all that. Like, so we don't get back there, so that part's tough. Um, but you know, I've, I've got, I've got them. I've got my wife and daughter. So we are, you know, we've got our own, our own family unit here. We've got really good friends who take us in every year. So, uh, it all works out. I will tell you my worst Thanksgiving ever, uh, was while on the Laker beat when we had a, uh, they, they played a Wednesday night in Orlando, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And then the Friday after Thanksgiving was in Memphis. So on Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning, the beat writers were all flying from Orlando to Memphis. The Lakers stayed back in Orlando where Shaq had everybody over for some massive feast at his Isleworth home. Um, did not invite the riders, needless to say. You know, we were uh, not uh, not good enough to, to make that at that event. So we were all in, in Memphis. And so we, uh, the, the handful of us, just kind of had this sad Thanksgiving buffet at the downtown Memphis Marriott. Uh, that was probably the uh, all-time low for Thanksgiving meals. Although... I like the other beat writers on the Laker beat, so you know we we had each other. Good, Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report. Speaking of Memphis and Thanksgiving, for that matter, that's where the Jazz are. Uh, Howard, uh, they enjoyed Thanksgiving in Memphis as well uh, yesterday, and now taking on the Grizzlies tonight. What are your thoughts on on Ja Morant and his potential as an NBA player? It seems to me like, uh, as Michael Jordan put it a couple of years ago, the ceiling is the roof. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that means, but uh, John, John Morant's ceiling is really, really high. Whether that's the roof, the, the chimney, the antenna, the clouds—I don't know. Um, he's he's been he's been incredible. He was actually—I uh, swear to God, this is true. He was my preseason pick for Rookie of the Year, not because I knew that Zion was going down, um, but because I thought that 
with a veteran team around Zion, he wouldn't necessarily have to carry as big of a load, which is rare. When you're the top pick, you usually go into a team that is desperate for you to do anything and everything and carry them. And that's really the situation that John Morant was going into. So I thought he'd have more opportunity to – and because he's a point guard besides, he'd have the ball in his hands, he'd have tons of opportunity, tons of responsibility – and everything would would be would be his, uh, you know, to you know to, to paint the picture that he wanted to paint. So I thought he was a, a great uh, potential rookie of the year even before Zion went down. What we've seen so far from John Morant is that he is every bit as good and maybe even better than what scouts saw uh, when he was in college. His, his um, just uh, feel for the game is, is fantastic. Knowing where guys are, uh, his passing is next level. He has been taking and making big shots. We saw him hit a game-winner a week ago. We saw him have a game-winning block against Kyrie Irving in the Nets uh, back in, what was that, opening week or, or second week of the season. Uh, he's just he's, he's a big-moments guy, and that's really important when you've got the ball in your hands a lot and when you are you know, being counted on to be your team's primary scorer and playmaker. And he's, he's, just, uh, he's, he's mature beyond his years as a player. He's been really excellent. Howard, I consider you one of our most intelligent guests that we have on a weekly basis, and uh, this is my interpretation of the ceiling as the roof. Let me see if, if it makes any sense at all to you. When he said, when Michael said the ceiling, he was talking about the, not the literal, but the figurative ceiling, and so he was saying that the ceiling, the what's above the ceiling, the roof. So it was higher than what anyone is, is expected. This, this what ceiling. we're breaking down with Howard? Is this, is this it, what it, we're so going to do with his time? The, he, what, 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 I mean, listen, I, I, Gordon's right. Like, I, I think literally that is, that is the right interpretation, that the ceiling um, is higher then the the uh, the figurative ceiling was higher than the literal ceiling, yes. um, if you're saying that someone's ceiling is, is the roof. But then... A roof isn't that much higher than a ceiling. So really, you're saying, yeah, his ceiling's really high, but it's just a little bit higher than the actual ceiling or the figurative ceiling. Like, there's some attic space in between. But I think you know, if you're really going to praise a guy, you got to go higher than that. Um, plus, you know, you're, you're just creating unnecessary confusion with architecture. All right, uh, Howard, I apologize for forcing you into 60 seconds of analysis that you probably never thought that you would dispense. I mean, I'm more than happy to break down anybody's you know, uh, uh, weird phraseology, uh, critique, you know, uh, made-up idioms, whatever. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. It's early yet. We get that. But we're, we're getting more and more evidence of what's going on. And right now, the Jazz are 8-1 and one at home, but they're 3-6 and six on the road. And if they, let's say they get the victory tonight against Memphis, they still got to go to Toronto and then Philly on this trip. And so it's conceivable, I guess, that they could end up 4-8. and eight. I don't know how it's going to go. But is that anything to be concerned about for anybody who likes to follow the Jazz, uh, that the, their difficulties on the road? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not insignificant. Um, it's not the kind of thing that I would get too uh, wrapped up in or raise alarm bells uh, too loudly at this early stage of the season. But, look, um, they have gone from the, you know, you know, nice underdog, overachieving team that people are pleasantly surprised by to being mentioned as a potential contender in the West to slipping a little bit, not due to their own, uh, anything of their, of their own fault, but just the fact that the Clippers and Lakers loaded up the way they did in the off season, all of a sudden meant that, okay, well, gee, you know, 
what the Jazz have done is nice, but it's, it may not be enough because of the star power in, in L.A. Um, but, but still, most of us are still giving them their due respect along with the Nuggets and the Rockets as teams that are in that echelon, that if things break right, and the bracket breaks right, and they're peaking at the right time, and maybe the Lakers and Clippers aren't quite as good as we thought they'd be, and maybe the Nuggets or the Jazz, you know, their depth comes into play. And I, I apologize to Jazz fans if they don't like me grouping them together, but I, I feel like those two teams have just so many similarities structurally. Um, but that's that's the deal. You want to be uh, in that, that contending conversation. Um, what comes with that then is a little higher expectation on on, on certain you know fundamentals, and, and that includes being a great road team because uh, the difference between good and great in this league in part is how good are you under duress? How good are you on the road? Um, can you win a, a, you know, a, a decisive game in the playoffs away from home? And you establish those things during the regular season. This is still a little early, but this is, a, you know, look, it, it, it sounds cliche. This is a great test for them. Yeah, it, it is. Howard, Gordon mentioned uh, the Jazz have Toronto on Sunday. Did you see this coming with Pascal Siakam? I mean, I think we all knew he was really good, but he's almost at an MVP level right now. He's awesome. No, no, he is at an MVP level right now. And, and look, you know, we, we you know, play around with these things really early in the season, and there's a lot of season to go, but we're getting toward the quarter mark. And if you were going to, you know, talk about MVP candidates from the first quarter of the season, he's in there now. Uh, you know, we'll see if the Raptors can can hold up in terms of the record because the, the MVP usually comes from a team that is you know top two or three in their conference, and that seems like a tall order for them. But what's impressive about what Siakam has done, aside from just the numbers, and the numbers are MVP caliber, is that you know it's one thing to produce at a certain level when you've got a Kawhi Leonard in front of you leading the way, where he's taking the burden, he's got the, the, the primary responsibility, and he's taking the brunt of the defensive. Uh, pressure and you know you can you can operate within that and thrive as a second or third guy which is what Siakam did last year when he made that big leap but the next leap is the harder one Kawhi goes away and now you're the main guy night in night out and Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka haven't even been playing because of injury and everybody thought this team rightfully thought this team would would slip quite a bit and they haven't um and so you know People say, well, you know, just look at uh, his, his usage or something, or it's, you know, he's, you know, all he's doing is just playing more minutes and, and putting up more field goal attempts, and so therefore that, that's, that's the reason for the increased production. But it's not that easy. It's, it's like, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't always work out that way, where you get more opportunity and still perform at the same level or the or, or, uh, uh, same efficiency. In Siakam's case, he is do- he's doing this um, not just with more opportunity, but thriving in that opportunity. And again, with nobody else really to play off of or to take that pressure off, he's, it, it's about him. And that's the really impressive part. Howard, I've been asking some of our basketball expert guests this question, but how do you feel about the overall level of play around the league? Are you as impressed with uh, today's version of the NBA game as you were 5, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's always a hard thing to assess where you know, we can be prisoners of the moment, but I feel like the overall talent level and the uh, quality of play is as high or higher now than it's been in, you know, I don't know, in, in, in probably any time in my 20-plus years covering the league. Um, 
you know, the, the changes that the league made in the early 2000s to kind of open up the game and get away from isolation ball and get away from a lot of the physical play that, you know, look, some people still pine for. There are people who, who really have a strong nostalgia for the grinded out late 90s, early 2000s, but most people think that this is a more aesthetically pleasing version of the NBA. The skill levels are at all time high. Uh, you know, for, at, at every position for that matter, you know, whether people like it again or not, again, you've got centers who can, you know, uh, handle the ball like guards and shoot threes and take their guy off the dribble, make plays. Uh, you've got offenses that are much more about ball movement, uh, the Rockets notwithstanding. And I think it's, it's a, you know, it's a prettier version of the game than what we had 15 years ago. All that said, you know, the league is obviously experiencing some concerns with regard to ratings and um, people's waiting attention spans and, you know, cord cutting and all the other things that are, you know, challenges in, in 2019. And so then we get all these schedule, you know, proposals and all these new tweaks that they want to uh, potentially adopt. Um, I don't know if those are the right answer. I don't know if they actually need an answer. I, I, I do think the game is in a pretty good place overall. Howard, thank you very much, as yeah. always. You know, I think next time we have Howard on, maybe idiomatic expressions we should have him <laughs> go down those. I, yeah, I like pulling my leg and, uh, and such. Yeah, uh, Howard, thank you. And, hey, may your weekend be filled with uh, leftover cherry pie from Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Thanks Howard. Yeah. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report, your NBA Daily Assist. Well, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.